Right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast. Lyric, uh, us. Happy you. Still to be happy about. You're up too old. Job's not finished. Legacy is what you leave behind. Leadership is how you are defined. Tomorrow, I don't notice. So today, I'm trying to replenish my mind. Legacy leader, yeah. Legacy leaders, yeah. Legacy leaders, yeah. Legacy, Lega. legacy leaders, entree leaders. Welcome back to Cold Brew and Convos with your L3G coaches. I am Coach Jimmy G Jr., along with my co-host Anthony Devon Watts Jr. What's good? Yeah, what's going on, leaders? What's going on, Jimmy? Man, you good? I am fantastic. Hey. I am. <laughs> Had to clear my throat for a second. No, but I'm good. I am good. It is it is Wednesday. Uh, I see we got a couple of folks that have joined us already. Uh, and, you know, one of the posts that we put in our Facebook community. Uh, so for our listeners out there, if you have not joined us yet, it's not too late. We are building a strong community of leaders, entree leaders and entrepreneurs uh, in the legacy leader community. We posted, you know, what what are you winning at today? Uh, and it reminded me because even though it doesn't say, say her name, I kind of see the handle and already know. Uh, that's my baby girl. She finished her finals today and will be graduating from UCF on Wednesday. So Pops feels like he is winning. Hey. Got the tiger blood in me, baby. We winning. Like this. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a huge accomplishment, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, we know that it takes a lot of focus, effort, and uh, tireless support from Pops. Um, not necessarily micromanaging because she don't need that at all. She, she No. She's super disciplined. <laughs> super disciplined. Uh, but the, the friendly poke uh, from time to time from Pops is always uh, useful. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was really, I mean, since she's been in college, man, um, not so much. Uh, definitely between her and my oldest, Chris, you know, that that junior senior year of high school, uh, I had to give a couple of, you know, speeches every every couple of months just to get them going again. But it's all good. Uh, like you said, super focused, 100 percent, super proud of baby girl. And uh, told her to just, you know, stay engaged, just enjoy the moment where you're at right now. Uh, There'll be plenty of time to to think about the future and uh, what she has next, which is. FSU and going on to her master's program. So. <clears throat> I mean, I've really, messed with her a few times, but yeah, she, she's like, no, nah, I'm not with it, Pops. Well, um, <laughs> well yeah, I don't well, there, goes, there, goes, there goes MP with the gold nose. Yeah, I was going right, to say, I don't, I, don't, I don't blame her because they're not, they're not really looking that good these past couple of years. So, I mean, well, your best years were um, Chris, uh, Chris Winky and Peter Wark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a good job of uh, kind of indoctrinating her and the, and my son too. The whole family, like they're all Irish fans. No Dame in this household, so they don't matter. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got nothing to be sorry about. Well, no, you do have something to be sorry about. The fact. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Let's go ducks. Uh, Let's go ducks. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, for me, for me, I'm, I'm winning. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm because I'm learning. Um, you know, yeah, I want to know what's this new skill you're learning. 
Well, you're, man, you're 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 acutely aware because you know that we've been going through the process of finalizing our entrepreneur uh, certification. For sure, for sure. I wasn't sure if that was it, if it was something at work. No, so. no, no, no. It's it's, de it's definitely that, man. And so, um, just learning a lot, man, and adding more to our skill sets so that we can. <laughs> Um, really provide, you know, coaching to these entrepreneurs that uh, listen to us and follow us and help them to really maximize their business from a strategy perspective, from a time management, getting more out of your 24 perspective, um, all of those things, man. So really excited to, you know, kind of keep that learning going and then uh, get the certification under our belt um, so that we can, uh, you know, really help out um, some of our listeners and our legacy leaders who've been reaching out to us. Uh, for guidance on how um, they can apply a lot of the things we talk about to their business uh, today, man. So I uh, learned some really, really good stuff, um, you know, uh, today just about, uh, you know, branding and, um, you know, uh, customer value props and things like that, that um, I think will be really helpful for um, the program that we've been developing uh, for our entrepreneurs. Um, and so, yeah, man, I just, you know, was kind of riding that high and just kind of geeked about that. No, absolutely, bro. Uh, X's and O's, baby. X's and O's of entrepreneurship and business developments is what your uh, your L3G coaches will be bringing to you in the future. So, uh, again, we feel very confident in our skill set in the over 30 years of coaching experience that we have from a, like you said, time management focus, goal setting perspective, um, building business strategies, uh, implementing, executing on those business strategies. But we as teachers, as educators, we definitely feel like it's important to continue our education and to continue to sharpen our skill set. So yeah, so we're in the lab behind the scenes studying. Um, I'm doing the same certification as well and also working on my emotional intelligence coach certification, uh, which is a number of them that uh, I have on the list to accomplish this year. So definitely looking forward to talking more about that as uh, time progresses. And uh, Absolutely. As we get into to season three and really start to lay out the the blueprint for all of our entree leaders out there absolutely man absolutely um so lots of good stuff going on and, and we've been very very thankful uh for our listeners uh, again if you are a loyal listener i see we have a couple that are with us live right now uh don't forget give us a hashtag team live we definitely appreciate that um and to our loyal listeners and if you're new uh, to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast. We welcome you and we thank you. We thank you for listening. Uh, please feel free to review uh, the podcast overall. Uh, the lives obviously are live, but we do post them uh, later on in the week and any of our other podcast episodes. We just dropped uh, our, what I believe is our 40th episode. I feel like we are, I don't know, a little off on the numbers or so, but uh, 40th episode with Sunil Gatsi. Yeah, it's our our, our 40th official episode we have a lot of bonus content and stuff like that I mean, yeah if you guys um go to the legacy uh, and leadership youtube channel you'll see that there's like over 84 something videos we got green room convos we got all of that stuff bonus content there but yes in terms of official sanctioned season content <laughs> yes this is uh episode 40 uh our nba series with sunil Gatsi. man it's a great one um you know we got mm -hmm. an opportunity to talk to sunil who is a serial entrepreneur, a branding specialist, author, author of two books, actually, the first being uh, Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. 
And then the next one being uh, titled Gut, like what is it, how to use it. And really what Sunil specializes and has studied over the, you know, the past couple of decades is the art of intuition and how intuition plays a role in decision making um, as an entrepreneur, as a leader. And he has consulted numerous um, executives, businesses, and helped them to scale uh, you know, their businesses in excess of $20 million in revenue. All by, uh, all by teaching them how to refine their skill set when it comes to intuition. And it's just timely to kind of set it up this way because, you know, we're going to be getting into a whole series around decision making, which is absolutely, as, a, as, an, entre- <laughs> as an entre leader, I like that new audio, uh, as an entrepreneur, as an entre leader, um, it is the most important skill set that we believe that you can master is how you make decisions. Right. And so we'll be getting into a series around that. And so it was perfect mm-hmm. to have Sunil kind of uh, tee us up and start off uh, this way. So I strongly recommend if you haven't listened to it yet, um, join the over 100 people so far since we dropped the episode this morning at six o'clock. It's um, on fire. Yeah. Um, and go ahead and take a listen because, man, he's just dropping some nugget bombs um, and has a really compelling story. He even talks about mm-hmm. how what really drove him to focus on. Uh, intuition and really studying intuition is when he realized that um, a situation came up where he failed to listen to his intuition um, in regards to a close friend of his um, who had been reaching out and saying she needed some help and he just kind of put it off Um, and unfortunately it resulted in her untimely death Mm. Um, and the lessons that came from that and really motivated and sparked him to really understand intuition and get better about the decisions he makes um, and man, it's just like I said, we got a, a bunch of nuggets. And so it's actually a two parter. So we got the first mm-hmm. part that's out now. And then next week, um, we'll be dropping the second part and Sunil will really be breaking down in that episode. Um, it's a good one. Trust me. Um, talking about uh, intuitive branding. Right. And how does um, how how does intuition and branding your business play together, especially in the market, uh, the marketplace? And how quickly people decide if they trust you or not. Um, I think when we really get into the details there, you'll realize that you don't have as much time as you really think you do in order to earn trust in the marketplace. Um, And so how do you leverage that information to make some different marketing decisions? So it was a great conversation, man. I can't wait for our legacy leaders to listen to it and hear what we have to offer um, and what Sunil has to offer up. So yeah, definitely make sure you check that out and join again the over 100 or so folks that have already downloaded and listened today since we dropped the episode. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to hear part two myself. Um, my intuition served me well. Uh, as I told myself, uh, you're cutting it close. It was my wife's birthday yesterday uh, and we were going to go out to dinner. Plans got switched up and, and we ended up cooking uh, and had just a phenomenal uh, seafood feast. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I appreciate you, man, for uh, for jumping in and handling that by yourself. Always good to have uh, a partner and, and a friend and just a brother that, you know, is ready to, you were going to be there anyway, but to, again, to handle the, the conversation yourself. And, and that was, we kind of did Shannon's somewhat uh, by myself and then you jumped in, but that was the first time that we, you know, had just one of us kind of interviewing a guest and kind of going through that process. So um, I know you did your thing, but again, I'm excited just to listen to the conversation myself. So definitely be on the lookout. That one's going to be coming uh, probably next week uh, for our, our next episode. Um, so, you know, should be uh, a phenomenal one uh, as well. Um, 
So a lot of good stuff going on right now. A lot of things to be happy about and excited about. Uh, again, for our legacy leaders out there, our on-trade leaders, uh, make sure you check out the podcast that just dropped today. Make sure that you leave it a review. Uh, and as Devon mentioned, if you have not checked out the YouTube channel for our viewers, uh, uh, or if you want to be a viewer, make sure to get that visual component. Uh, go to the uh, YouTube channel at Legacy and Leadership Podcast. Very easy to find. Uh, we actually just switched up a little bit of the, the page itself. So there's not a specific section for our cold brew and combos. So if you ever want to go back and watch uh, the video to this, you can always find that as well on the YouTube channel. So excited about that as the, uh, the channel continues to grow. Uh, not just in numbers of people and subscribers, but definitely just in the, the amount of videos and, and the content that we're putting out there. So, uh, again, lots of uh, plans still in store for all of our folks, for our listeners and our viewers with the additional content that we're going to be putting out as we close up season uh, two and then uh, kind of go on to a little mini hiatus and get ready for, for season three and come back uh, harder, stronger, continuing to to provide that fire content for our folks out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sir, sir. So, you know, as a creative, there's not necessarily, you know, there's not too much that's new under the sun these days, right? So even when when you kind of look at the uh, YouTube channel itself, we've taken inspiration from a few different other podcasts and YouTube channels. Uh, one which you really put me onto. Uh, I guess I was late, really knowing more of the history of the the Joe Budden podcast uh, and and where it started and, and where it's at today. So we're taking some inspiration from that and some other podcasts yeah, again as well, uh, YouTube channels. Um, but we've been having conversations about, uh, as you mentioned, kind of the inner circle, right? And protecting your inner circle, um, different toxic personalities that you should make sure you don't have in your inner circle. Um, what are some ways that you, you can remove and some of the, you know, the healthiest ways to remove somebody from your inner circle? Um, but as we've been continuing to to listen to the Joe uh, Budden podcast, uh, they've been having some some situations that have sparked a lot of our conversations, uh, just one on one personally, and then things that we've also discussed on the podcast to a certain extent. Uh, so, if you have no idea what we're talking about, I'm gonna ask Devon to kind of give us just a quick synopsis and, and uh, kind of get to the point of what you know what sparked what we're going to be discussing this evening. Yeah, so the quick elevator pitch on it is that um, you know Joe Budden uh, started the podcast or really started to grow the podcast with uh, some good friends of his, uh, Rory and Maul, who are his co-hosts. And like any entrepreneur, um, usually when you start off a new venture, um, the most important decision you can make is who you decide to build with. And most of the time, we decide to build with friends, right? Because we want there to be a certain level of chemistry, a certain level of trust certain level of rapport and we want to win together, right? Like if this thing pops off, like I want to see my team eat, like people I actually truly care for. Um, oftentimes though, when you are growing your business or you know growing a venture with a friend, uh, with friends, um, because there is friendship intermingled with business, it can be difficult to separate the two and it causes you to maybe make some decisions or not prioritize certain aspects of the business, right? And uh, ultimately, what ends up coming, you know, to a head is there. There ultimately is at some point a disagreement, you know, between you, your friends, and how do you navigate those things, right? And how do you mm -hmm. um, navigate now this added complexity of 
salvaging or you know maintaining and protecting the friendship while also protecting the business right the business venture that you all started together um and so um this has been playing out over the past six weeks um you know kind of the turmoil between him and his, his co-hosts um, he's bought on some other friends and then today we were blessed um, when we were listening uh it just so happened that today rory and maul returned his co-host returned um and they mm -hmm. had just an open conversation about um, uh, you know, what transpired, their differing views on things. Um, and I appreciate the transparency, uh, but it sparked the discussion, you know, between Jimmy and I around, well, hey, man, we've talked about why your inner circle needs to be small. We talked about removing people from your inner circle, right, so that you can protect the sanctity of your inner circle. But we haven't really talked a lot about um, how do you navigate tension or disagreements within your inner circle, right? Because, um, just because somebody's in your inner circle doesn't mean that static is not going to exist. At some point, mm -hmm. there's going to be different opinions and you have to be able to navigate that. Um, and we haven't really touched on that. And that's a, a spot that's near and dear to my heart because I was sharing with Jimmy, I've had to go through this before. Um, so we've talked about, um, you know, over these past couple of podcasts, our prior experiences and things that we've done as entrepreneurs and business owners and things like that. And so one of, one of the um, the largest parts of my uh, entrepreneurial uh, experience really came from, um, you know, the music space, right? And so um, I know you guys have heard uh, Jimmy refer to me as uh, Trey Deuce and uh, stuff like that uh, as a reference to, to my, my musical prowess and my musical background, right? Um, and yeah, for the better part of a decade, it was me and two other friends and we actually had a, had a music group. And so navigating the music industry by itself um, alone uh, can be a hell of a lift. And then when you add in the added complexity of having two other strong personalities who are also artists, who are also creatives. And, you know, we really, we did everything from end to end. I'm talking about um, from music production, so, create, so creating instrumentation, arrangement, songwriting, uh, performing, delivery, mm -hmm. recording, engineering, uh, mastering, artwork, like prom promotions, like all of that, like we handled it all from end to end. We all played different roles in that. Um, I did a lot of the uh, the songwriting, um, the arrangement, um, the uh, obviously the you know the, the performance, you know the rap performances and stuff like that. My pen is very very strong, um, and we were fortunate enough to have some success, um, you know, over uh, <coughs> excuse me, just under about. Uh, 80,000 uh, downloads and streams of, of original content that we've created and made. Um, and ultimately, even through all of that, you know, we traveled around, we performed in different different venues, different locations, mm -hmm. um, all of that great stuff. Um, but unfortunately, even through all of that, you know, we had we had tension. We had tension in our in our relationship, in our inner circle, and we failed to navigate it properly. And so really want to have a conversation around, you know, some of those learnings. How do you navigate that with your inner circle, having those conversations, getting clarity around what people value um, and um, how to do it right and not to, not to necessarily do it wrong. Um, if you value both the friendship and you value the business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one time I'm going to call them our heart heroes to our live listeners that are with us right now on this podcast. Shout out to those folks that, again, are our on the leaderboard. I don't know if y'all can see it from your view, but uh, got Elena Giselle with 25 hearts. So at any point, you feel like just hitting that button and again, showing us some love. 
uh, continue to do that. We appreciate that. We do. Heart heroes showing that love to your L3G coaches. You, you. Matter of fact, you know what? I'm gonna give y'all a little, little clap. Oh, man. And studio, I see the studio audience is going crazy. Oh yeah, studio audience with glory is uh, is on with us as well. And just so you know, I do have the legacy mix uh, in a can. Not to not to play the whole thing, but you know, if we're inclined to maybe give the people just a little taste of. Uh, of Trey Deuce and and what that that lyrical pen is really all about. So um, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, we got to drop it, man. It's, especially if it's a track that that um, I sent you a while back, man. That oh yeah, you know that. Yeah, that one's near and dear to my heart. So I'm definitely down for sharing. That you you know which one I'm talking about. Um, so respect and transparency. Um, so yeah, man. So let's let's jump into again your experience with uh, UFO. And, and I'm also interested, I mean, obviously you and I have had uh, a very long relationship um, as friends, but, you know, in, as coworkers. Uh, so I'm curious too, if there's any, I'm thinking, but just from your perspective, if, if you've ever thought that there was any tension between you and myself, um, even on our podcast, like we, we're pretty agreeable. This is not a debate podcast. That's not what we do. Um, and obviously we've talked about it. We have very similar personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to uh, to kind of dive into that a little bit as well, uh, or even just talking about observations when there was tension, maybe not between you and myself, but us <laughs> co-workers along the way. Um, yeah, but- when I was listening to, to, to the podcast earlier today, um, respect and transparency, and I know Maul kind of really talked about that a lot. Um, so let's start with that, man, just, you know, respect and if at all, you know, how did that come into play with uh, some of the situations that you came across with the fellas, uh, again, within the UFO Empire group? Well, honestly, respect uh, was kind of the deal breaker. It was the, the biggest pain point. Um, mm. You know, obviously, when you're you're dealing with creatives, you're dealing with people who are literally building something from none, nothing. And that's not just reserved for the music space. We're talking about, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're building something from nothing. We're content creators. You and myself, we're building something from nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just from our thoughts, manifesting our thoughts. Um, so because it is a piece of you, right, um, and the creative process is uh, such a vulnerable one, when, you know, you receive criticism uh, around what you create, there can be some sensitivity to that, right, some sensitivity to that. Um, and so specifically for UFO, um, you know, I found myself actually playing more of the, the parks role in the relationship in terms of mediating. I say yeah, um, mediator. Yeah, mediating the, the tension that would exist between, um, you know, my boys at the time uh, because they just had a divergence of perspective on what is the best way to create music, right? Um, you have um, one of my boys is a producer and Skip, he's very um, traditionally trained music theory, all that stuff, got his master's degree. Um, you know, from, uh, you know, um, in music and music theory and audio engineering. But we've been doing music since we were like jits, like 17 years old, 18 years old before you went to school. Right. So mm-hmm. we just naturally musically inclined, you know, phenomenal singer, producer, audio engineer. Like he can do it. He can do it all. Right. Um, but for him, the way that he thinks is very mathematical. Right. So when you're thinking about, <coughs> excuse me. 
when you think about constructing a song, when you're thinking about constructing, um, you know, uh, you know, production, it is very, for him, it's very like, this is the formula, right? Like you mm -hmm. can't do that because music theory won't allow you to do that. Or music theory says you shouldn't do that. Right. When you're writing or when you're, you're writing your, your, your verse structure, um, you know, it should be this way. Um, somebody like myself, somebody like Clay, we don't have music theory. We have feeling, we have intuition, we have things that, that um, have worked well for us. Um, and Clay specifically, Clay has come, came from more of a po poetry, spoken word type background. Um, and when we started off our relationship, our friendship, he introduced me to his poetry and spoken word. And it was me who said, hey, you can actually turn that into music. And then I taught him how to take his writing and provide structure to it and actually make it, you know, into music, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he is just blossomed, he blossomed in that area. But again, because of the, his background, it's not structured at all, right? So he's not confined by what music theory says. So you can only imagine um, <laughs> when you get those two divulge, you, you know, kind of di diverging perspectives, one that's like, no, there's structure, and one that says, the hell with structure, I'm gonna just do what I feel. And it comes time to, to cut the record or record the tension that would exist, especially if the person who had a lack of structure, right, uh, struggled with getting a clean take, right? Because uh, obviously, you know, time is of the essence and um, we want to be sensitive to that, right? We're not trying to spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on the track because you lose some of the momentum. Mm -hmm. um, and so then you get the feedback and then you get the feedback um, that's saying, hey, you need to follow this structure and the other one can't wrap their mind around the structure. And then it gets to the point of annoyance and then that annoyance manifests itself as not communicating properly. Right. Um, and so you so you have that. Right. You have the, the respect issue manifest itself in that way in terms of how people approach the work or executing on the work um, can create tension. Right. But then also where there can be a divergence is what do you want, like not being clear about your expectations and what you want from this experience. And I actually, when I listen back to the Joe Budden podcast, that's one of the areas that I think what's clear or apparent is that all three of them had different perspectives or different goals about what they wanted to get out of this. Right. And they started off this venture as, hey, this is just something fun to do. I'm doing this with my boy, um, you know, um, we're just going to keep you know showing up and chopping it up and overnight and i say overnight but you know through the course of seven years mm -hmm. it took a completely free podcast and ended up turning that into a multi-million dollar venture with sponsorships and endorsements and now it's you know it's a budding network right um and one person had that vision all along of this is what i wanted it to be and the other two are like bread like that wasn't my goal getting into this and so when you're not clear about your expectations and what you're trying to get out of this venture together um, and you're in a circle, that can be a, a, a point of contention and create some of the, the static. Right. Um, and bro, when I tell you, like when you're talking about personalities, when you're talking about relationships, when you talk, when you're talking about friendships. Right. And how it can the catalyst for the disagreement can be business. But because the familiarity is so is rooted in friendship, it quickly divulges into uh, communicating in a way you would never communicate in a business environment. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, there's literally been situations like 
we left we left a performance we were performing downtown orlando um we were last act to go right you know we did our thing differing perspectives around how we felt the performance played out right um and opinions on maybe the set list or whatever right um and you know that creating some tension and that starting after like behind you know at, um after the performance behind stage and then continuing as we you know go through downtown to continue until we get into the car and like bro one of the situations got to the point like i'm in the back seat and they're like hey like they're getting ready to come to blows like one is driving the other one's in the in the passenger seat like bro i will i will park this car right now and we can fight like <laughs> Pull the emergency brake, pop open the doors, right? Like we're in the middle of uh, 50 uh, Colonial, for those who are not familiar with um, Orlando, um, but that is a major road, a very major road that connects the east and the west of Orlando. So like, we're like at 50 and like Cimarron, bruh, like at the light, like the light is green. It's like two o'clock in the morning, the emergency brake done been popped. Hey bruh, seatbelts off. Hey, we can get outside and we can scrap, right? <laughs> like that type of situation, right? Something that you would never do in business, yeah. but because you have the friendship element, right? It, what would normally be taken as constructive criticism or maybe a difference of, of a business decision very quickly be, is getting interpreted or internalized as a personal attack. Um, and um, I, again, in that situation, I can't say I handled myself the best either because I was the one that was like, hey, I'll tell you, I'm, let me tell you guys what's going to happen. Y'all going to get in the car and we're going to get back to where we're going to go. Or if we hop out, I'm fighting both of y'all myself. <laughs> like, like seriously, like I don't care. Like I will fight both of y'all myself. Uh, um, and obviously that's not the, the best way to handle it, right? But, no, um, don't do that, Trey Deuce. <laughs> But uh, again, it's just instances like that where, you know, because we failed to communicate, we we're clear about our expectations, it created the tension. And then honestly, you know, the worst thing you can do in those situations, especially with your inner circle, is avoid addressing it, right? Like we never talked about, like we never talked, everybody just went to their separate corners, everybody's feeling a type of way. Mm -hmm. And then what would eventually happen is enough time would pass. Right. One of us would reach out to the other one would reach out to the other. Somebody would coordinate and then we all get back together. And it was always the music that brought us back together because when we created and when it was working, it was fantastic. Yeah. Right? But you never address the issue of the disrespect. And after a while, if that continues to occur, um, it gets to the point where it's, it's so many to service. Yeah. yeah, man, it's just irreconcilable. So, well, that I mean, you, you bring up a good point, because even, you know, as as I'm listening to to Joe talk and you know, his point of view being upset, like, you know, how in, in what other space could you just like leave and not come to work and then just kind of show back up and kind of expect everything to be OK. Um, but the way it seemed to happen, specifically with him and, and Rory, like he texted him and told him to take a break. Like, mm -hmm. like I don't know. I don't know what the contracts are, if they're employees, if they're partners. But regardless, yeah, like how do you tell somebody that? via text mm -hmm. you know what i mean so again it's those lines being blurred right between a friendship and and co-workers uh and and not handling that right and then yeah so then they don't come back and you pissed off at them but bro how did you communicate in the first place and i can i can i can feel where where Maul was coming from in a sense of and again i don't know what that structure is or what the contract is you know but you made a decision and you tell him to not come and I'm just supposed to show to work and like act like everything is cool. And and that just wasn't the case. And obviously, you know, he's he was very firm in, in feeling like that to him. That just was not right. 
um, like Joe didn't have the right to to tell uh, Roy to don't show up to work, basically. Yeah, um, but like you said, you know, and so it's funny in the sense that uh, funny, not funny, that some of it too had to do with with kind of threatening. Hey, like let's just fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes as men, again, not the best way to handle things, but we allow that testosterone to get out of control, and now we want to throw hands when um, that's just not how typically how it it should happen, especially in a work environment. Uh, even though we've seen some things, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've we seen have, some we people, have seen some things. We've seen some people try some things uh, in the I've workplace. Legit, I've legit separated somebody's employment and had them challenge me to a fight. Like as I was walking out, like, "Hey, bro, step outside, bro!" Like, come on, man! Like, come on, like, man! I'm not like I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. one, one of us after this interaction, one of us will remain employed, and it will be me. Cause I just, cause I just fired you. Ain't no, no sense in both of us being on the outside. Yeah. I remember, I don't know if you were there yet. I don't remember their names, but it was two managers and they were like all up in each other's face in the middle of the call uh, floor, acting like they were about to fight. But it's like one of those things that you're just looking at, like neither one of you about to swing on each other. Like just back up, just please stop it. Exactly. Y'all are dang near kissing. Like if y'all want to back up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I think that's the other thing too, though, going back to what you were saying about like, just kind of the structure, I think that's where it's also, it's also difficult. Right. And that's where you have to be clear about your communication. Right. So if we're taking it back to like Mm -hmm. kind of learnings here, um, things that work well, um, in our relationship, um, because we, we have structure, um, around our business. Right. Uh, and you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, I'm, I'm the, the operating, you know, partner kind of, you know, on paper, uh, you know, head of the kind of the executive decisions and you're ahead of all of the learning content and creation. Right. But regardless of titles and, you know, what it says on paper, we built this together. Right. So mm-hmm. there can never be a situation, at least in my mind, where I would say I would fix my mouth to, tell, to say to you, like these decisions, these operational decisions, you don't have no say in because of your title. Like, bro, hold on. What are you talking about? Right. Like, we built this together, right? Yeah. We're, we're equal partners. Um, and even with, um, <coughs> excuse me, and even with the, um, you know, us including Rico, um, you know, in, in the venture here as well, right? Like, you know, while, um, you know, the the way that, you know, the structure is set up, right? It's, it's not necessarily proportionate across all three of us. Um, we can never fix our mouth to tell him, hey, bro, like your opinion about this business doesn't matter at all. Like, yeah we're building something together. You know what I mean? And so I think that's where some of the tension came, especially in their relationship. Like if you're telling Maul structure and contract aside, if you're telling him, Hey bro, like what happens with this pot has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like, like, I've been, like, like fam, I've been helping, like we've been building this together. What do you mean? I don't have a say, right? Like I've earned something through sweat equity and all this other stuff. Right. Um, at least to have the, the opportunity to have an opinion or my perspective heard and to counsel because I've at least earned that based off of my relationship and our track record. Mm -hmm. And so what has worked well for us is, you know, we have a litany of conversations off mic, um, sometimes on mic, but mostly off mic numerous times throughout the month around what are we trying to get? What do we want out of this experience? And I think that's one of the things that I've learned because when I went back to like to UFO, 
you know, one of the areas that also created tension was we all wanted different things out of the experience. And we didn't talk about those things until later. For me, their whole entire reason, like I was, you know, creating music is I had no desire to become some huge artist and travel around the world and perform. Like, that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to live that lifestyle. I wanted to be, uh, uh, I wanted to be a songwriter. I wanted to be a producer. I wanted to spend my time crafting songs and creating stuff and writing things for other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And not being dependent on whatever pro- body of work I produce to be the way that I monetize. Right. Yeah. Like I wanted to be able to say, Hey, if I can write for 10 people and all 10 of those people are pushing their, their brand and their music, I'm monetizing off of 10 people. I have multiple you know, revenue streams instead of me trying to work one body of work and hopefully get, get, uh, get a break. Um, and when I shared that with, you know, with, uh, Skip and Clay eventually, like they were shocked. They were like, bro, hold on. You don't want to like, you're not trying to perform and tour and like be a solo artist. No, bro. I don't want no. I don't want to make a solo project. I don't want to do none of that. Like I have no desire to do any of that. I am not trying to, um, you know, show up on, <coughs> excuse me, tiny desk, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to do none of that. I want to just write and I want to find other artists that I can write music for because that's the part of this that I love. I love the creation. I love being in the studio. I love writing for other people. Like, I can't sing word for lick. I can write some really, really good lyrics for people who can sing. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, I can, I can uh, write and rap exceptionally well. Um, that's definitely a strength of mine. But I'm willing to write for other rappers. Like, I've done that too. Right? So, like, this is what I wanted to do. Um, for Skip, Skip wanted to be a solo artist. Like he always had this aspiration of him being on stage himself and the whole nine. For for Clay, his aspirations was he wanted to start his own production company, right? And we had never had that conversation over the ten decades until like year nine, or I mean, ten, mm. not ten decades, but ten years um, mm. until like year nine, right? Over the decade until year nine, um, and. It was only then in hindsight, after having that conversation, that you had context to the moves and the decisions and what people valued or what created static along the way um, in the prior years based off of what people valued, right? Because different things are important if you're trying to you know, produce certain things. Like for me, being a songwriter, I mean, my, my writing credits is important to me. Making sure that my writing credits, my name is on whatever we produce and whatever we write for other people it's evident because that's my portfolio. So when I go back to other people, you can see my credentials. That was important to me, right? Um, for Skip, it was important to him. Like, you know, we were talking about trying to build our own thing together. He never wanted to, to build something officially with the three of us because he didn't mm. want to be contractually tied to the three of us because he still wanted to have the ability to go solo. And so when those conversations would come up, instead of being clear about his expectations or what he wanted to get from the experience, he left it kind of ambiguous and then it created disdain. It created like, man, what the hell? Like, we can do this together. Like, why are you, why are you not even entertaining going down that path? Yeah. Um, And for somebody like Clay, Clay took it very personally because he wanted to build his own production company. He wanted to build it together. Right. And Skip is saying, no, I don't want to have nothing to do with that because I'm, you know, I'm hoping to get signed by Khaled. I'm hoping to get signed in Atlanta. I'm thinking about moving to Miami. Like, and again, it wasn't until year nine, we had that conversation that now you had the clarity, but all the tension existed prior to that. So I would just say for our entrepreneurs or our listeners, as you're building something with your team, your inner circle, 
right? The best way to navigate conflict is to avoid it by having clarity in your expectations. So are, are you guys having constant conversations around what you want to get from the experience? Yes or no? If the answer to that question is no, you're setting yourself up for some, some budding conflict. I promise you, you are. That's why Jimmy and I have been able to avoid that type of situation because we've been very clear and we continue to, to um, clarify because as you grow and change, like your perspective may change about what you want to get from the experience, but we continue to do that, right? Um, to make sure that we're always on the same page so you can't misconstrue our intent, our actions, or what we're trying to get from the experience. So I would definitely share that with our, our listeners. Yeah, I think we do a good job of, we're both talkers, so <laughs> we we talk it out. We're doing pulse checks and, um, you know, I, I, not that I think she was looking for it or anything like that at all, you know, but I, I last week I apologized to Stacey. I'm like, man, like I just thought about it. Like, I think it was either last Tuesday and Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday like literally, but we spent six hours talking. Some of that was recorded, but, oh, the, ma- but the majority of it was not, right? Um, so like, man, like, I'm sorry that, that, you know, the last two nights, um, you know, I, I I was just into it, but like we were, we're at a particular point where we're still, we're still working through things. It, it was almost like you and the fellas in the studio, like it was a creative process where we're talking about things, we're having ideas, we're hashing things out. And that stuff is needed. You know, this year when you're talking about building a business, which we said this a number of times when we started this podcast, that wasn't the intent. Uh, I think maybe in the back of our minds, again, because from a corporate perspective, we've been in business together um, and, and knowing our aspirations and goals and such, you know, that it's not a surprise, you know, that we've gotten to this point. Uh, and again, especially since we've done other ventures, business ventures together in the past, uh, but that's not how this originally started. It, it, it organically just kind of got to this point. Um, so because of that, there's a lot of conversations that need to be had. And again, and doing pulse checks and making sure that we're still on the same page. Uh, and like, is this what you really want? You know what I mean? Because we're talking about the long haul. Uh, we're talking about future state and more importantly, we're talking about our friendship. We're talking about our families uh, and that above anything else is is of absolute importance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something else I want to say, but I also want to let for our listeners who are live, because y'all know us really well, the, the, the folks that I see right now that are with us, if you have any questions uh, specifically about obviously the conversation, but even about Devon and myself and, and our relationship uh, and about respect, transparency, conflict and how we've dealt with things uh, or things that you've seen uh, and, and have picked up on, please, you know, you could always jump in and again, uh, get on the call with us live and, and chat. Uh, this is not Clubhouse. This is pod being live, uh, but you can still jump on, get onto the platform and speak with us and join, literally join the conversation. Uh, if not, just go ahead and put some things to the chat and, and we'll discuss your questions as well. Uh, but we always love to hear from you guys. Um, but one of the things that we talk about is you were, again, besides Stacey, uh, the first board member that we had on Trinity Fitness. Mm-hmm. But it was also time, and, I, and I've, I mentioned this on our last conversation, I think it was our last live, you know, there's been times in my life where I don't talk about stuff and I just let it ride. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know that I, I didn't ask. So I don't know if you weren't feeling it anymore. You just weren't as active. Probably was me and not really actively pulling you into conversations and what was going on and stuff like that. So it, it came to a particular point where it's like, all right, well, I guess he just don't want to be part of uh, yeah, I don't want to be involved anymore, right? But I never talked to you about it, you know. And at some point, took you off of like the paperwork. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, not mad or anything like that, but just not not understanding. But I didn't try to understand because I didn't talk to you about it. And again, there wasn't necessarily anything um, about the relationship. I mean, we've we've had our moments. We went through some serious stuff, you know, you and I. But even as a whole group, man, uh, within the call center, we worked at it in a park and just a lot of just crappy stuff that happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know we were a lot younger back then so some of it was immaturity as well and i think that works to our benefit now um i mean we're all yeah. years old we're grown men we have families you know our perspective is just so much different than what it was uh five ten years ago that you know but you ain't you know trying to make those same mistakes mm -hmm. uh you look at those things and try to learn from them and move you know move forward in a more positive manner a thousand percent, man. But I would also say, too, like um, in, in that situation specifically, you're right. It had nothing to do with um, my desire to be involved, um, you know, with Trinity Fitness or anything like that. It really came down to, like you said, a lack of maturity um, and a lack of knowing myself. Like I made no effort to, to close loop and reach out and say, hey, this is kind of what I was dealing with. And, <clears throat> you know, for our listeners now, you know that um, ultimately I found myself, uh, you know, eventually at the point in the relationship and the marriage that I was in, making the decision to leave that situation um, and, you know, really figure out who I was, right? But yeah, a, a lot of it came down to just, you know, um, <coughs> excuse me, me retreating, right? Me retreating because that's what my significant other at the time, like it made it, it made it easier to, have to maintain that relationship if and this sounds sad to say but it's, it's real if i shut off things that fed who i was you know mm. what i mean because then there was no longer competition of you know there was no longer competing for my time and mm. just you know, like throwing myself completely into that individual right because you know you didn't want to you know, again, this is just, again, lack of maturity, me not being able to, to confidently say, hey, no, this is this is what I'm passionate about. These are the things that, that feed me. This is this is what sharpens my saw. And instead, I said, OK, well, I don't want static. I don't want, you know, maybe, you know, uh, the key to a successful marriage is just, you know, you know, me trying to become the person that she wants me to be, right? Happy wife, happy life. Exactly, right? <laughs> and, at the end, and at the end of the day, what really occurred was that, you know, I, I didn't have a happy life. I didn't have a happy wife because I wasn't happy because yeah, the, things, the things that feed me um, weren't being fed. You know, there was always um, some tension or some fear from her perspective around any entrepreneurial endeavor that I was interested in. I mean, for the music, you know, I ended up you know, I, there went there was a, a time period, man, where I stopped creating and like creating is a is a part of my being. But I stopped creating music. I wasn't recording music anymore. I wasn't writing anymore because she was afraid of the the you know what that could potentially mean um, mm -hmm. to um, you know um, the lack of security in the relationship. Um, you know, um, building something, building something like Trinity Fitness, like, again, that was that fear of, like, what does that mean for lack of security? And this is something else that I have to, you know, compete with in your time. And so for me, it just became easier to shut myself off and, you know, kind of um, recede 
than to have to try and navigate those difficult conversations with her. Um, and then as I grew and matured as a, as a man, as a leader, and really realized, like, man, like, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. Like, and she's not happy. So, like, why the hell are we, like, we're, we're young as hell. Like, why am I going to waste some of the most formative, best years of our lives being in this situation that um, I made, you know, I made the decision to move on. And what's crazy about that, and this is why, you know, we go back to what we were sharing around, like, se- like seasons for people and things and things come mm-hmm. back around. Fam, within, this is no no lie, within maybe about two months, a month, two months of me making the decision to leave my marriage, get a divorce, the whole nine, like literally start over with nothing uh, but a, a TV and my dog, um, right? I think maybe two months later, you and I reconnected. And it was about getting back, you know, getting back into the, you know, the business and all that other stuff, right? And so... Um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, the season apart was necessary for for the growth to occur and who we were from the time that I receded, you know, um, or kind of retracted, you know, from, you know, uh, Trinity Fitness to when, you know, years later when we were able to kind of reconnect um, were two totally different individuals. Right. And I had more clarity, more confidence, more self-assuredness. Um, and I was I, I had learned what it felt like to not feed the things that I'm passionate about. And I had made a conscious decision to never compromise in those areas. And it was that type of unwavering commitment that was going to be necessary in order to be to properly build, to be able to build something with you, be, be able to build what you know God had planned for us and to make sure that we were equally yoked. Because definitely back mm-hmm. then, there, we weren't equally yoked. Yeah, You were a lot further along in your entrepreneurial walk, entrepreneurial walk and your passion and um, I was tiptoeing and how can I be committed to building something if I'm not committed and I'm not even committed to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that's what it came down to. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I just, speak, I firmly brother, believe, speak. Yeah, yeah, I just firmly believe like, you know, just God made it happen. Like literally the minute I made that commitment and unwavering, like everything else happened. And then think about all the experiences we gained from that moment for that set the stage for what we've been building right now with the Lexi and Leadership Learning Group and Legacy Leadership Podcast and all that good stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, won't he do it, man? It's just, it's, it's you know, watching how God orchestrates situations. You know, we talk about the, the longevity of our friendship, which is real, but we don't, this is probably the first time that we've mentioned it, like, and it wasn't anything negative or bad, but it was just a separation. Like, you know, you literally, and I kind of felt to a point where you know, where I mentored you and, and, and helped you, like you got to a point where, okay, like, I don't know what else I can teach this cat. And you were ready from a career perspective to move on. So like you left Winter Park and went to another, you know, another call center and that in itself kind of started. And then I got to the point where it's like, all right, well, I'm ready to, to leave corporate and to do this thing full time. Um, and at all the while, shout out to Richard Smith, AKA boss man. Uh, you know, still talking to you like, hey, what's up with Jimmy and wanting me to come join the team. And uh, for years, you know, having those conversations and mm-hmm. asking about it. And I was doing my thing with Trinity and, and loving every minute of that. And, and, you know, what we were creating and the experiences that we were having. And then it got to a point where, all right, I had to make some decisions for, for my family, for our future. And just, you know, again, timing and how God works things out. Um, Y'all were ready and there was a position available. And yeah, I remember, you know, um, 
that first conversation and us kind of getting back together uh, and going out for the evening and and having a cigar and just talking about what you have been through and me, you know, not knowing some of those things, right? And, and just kind of catching up to, to, to speed in regards to that. And then, you know, once I was able to, to secure the job because nothing was guaranteed, um, you know, seeing seeing your growth and, and just how happy and how proud I was. Like, yeah, obviously, my man, like I knew what you had in you, but to see how much further along you had come. And then, yeah, we kept building. You know, again, it was more for a corporate perspective. And, and again, shout out to people like Melissa, who's on with us now uh, and just the team. But, you know, we, we kept building from that perspective. Uh, and even when Richard got promoted and you became the director and the work that we did within those six months, like all that stuff, man, was again, just special in and of itself, but God using all of those different situations and you helping me through some rust spots, you know, not having been in a corporate environment and feeling like, man, like I got some rust, I need to knock off. And it was just different. You know what I mean? And, and you helping me to kind of navigate some of those earlier months uh, when I first got back uh, and really throughout, man. Um, Again, you know, setting us up for for where we're at now and just like you said, bro, just being evenly yoked. And people don't understand that, you know, whether it's values for sure, um, your passions for sure, you know, but even from a spiritual perspective, you know, I learned a long time ago and I've had conversations where this is many, many years ago. I told somebody like, I don't know that I can. I mean, we were having conversations about some similar passions that we had. It was more about the health and fitness stuff. I said, I don't know that I could like go into business with you because of your beliefs and your faith and, and how ours differ. You know what I mean? And like, that's important to me. You know what I mean? And my faith plays a huge role in my decision-making process and who, and who I trust ultimately for guidance and for wisdom and discernment. And if you're not pulling from that same well, if you're not pulling from that same source and going to that same source, like I can't really trust that you know what i mean and that doesn't mean I, I won't rock with you i don't like you or if you do something i'm not going to do what i can to support you that part of it is is extremely important to me as well um which is why i think you know we were blessed man with the team that we worked with you know at the mac which is a call center that we used to work at uh again because of the the people that we were surrounded with that shared same uh faith beliefs and openly discuss those things, you know what I mean? Uh, and then again, even getting us to, to where we're at now uh, and this this business venture and this partnership that we have. Uh, and even Rico, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's all love, man. It's all love and it's all been a, a learning experience. Respect, um, tremendously important. And then just transparency and, and, you know, talking things out and say, hey, this is, this is what I'm thinking. This is how I'm feeling. And even early on, I remember, I can't remember the specific topic, but it was kind of some creative stuff that we were discussing. And I got quiet. You know me well enough. Mm -hmm. You were just like, like, oh, what's up? Like, say something. Like, mm -hmm. I, I know that you're feeling a particular way. Just say it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously, our, our our friendship and relationship at a point where we can talk to each other like that. and But I appreciate that because I, I realized, yeah, why am I being quiet? Like, just say whatever it is that you feel and the opinion that you had and we'll just continue to talk through it. Like, we're gonna we're gonna differ in our opinions because we're not the same dude, you know what I mean? So, um, but that's what makes, that's what makes this thing that much better. That's what makes it real. That's what makes, I think, uh, this duo that we have so formidable as we continue to build this thing out, man, uh, because of uh, because of the respect, because of the transparency that we have. Um, and we're good listeners, even though we both run our mouths to no end. 
Yeah, well, I, honestly, the reason why we're able to run our mouth is because we listen so well. So we can pick up on stuff and try and have a conversation for days. But um, <laughs> but you're right, man. Like like you said, it, it really comes down to um, just that, like you said, that the respect and, and the transparency and the, the, the maturity, right? And I think, you know, <coughs> excuse me, I think what's always helpful, uh, you know, as you're navigating kind of these these conflicts within you know, your inner circle is to always remember this is why it's clear it's important to be clear about your expectations but remember what you guys set up to accomplish like mm-hmm. and be and always get rooted or anchored back into that right and use that to be the uh, the driver of how what you perceive intent to be right like um because a lot of times, you know, the reason why there's a disconnect is because we assume somebody's intent is not what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's funny you brought that up, right? Like, uh, even in the beginning, like, we're going to have creative differences, but it is that that multitude effect, right? Kind of that, that, that synergy, that bouncing of the ideas back and forth that helps to strengthen and accelerate what we're trying to build. Like, there's there's no way what we've been able to build today could have been done solely by either one of us. This is literally the combination of our experiences, our skill sets, us trusting one another, us communicating effectively, like to get to this point, right? Um, all the nuances of what we've been able to build with the the Legacy Leadership Learning Group and the podcast, like it's come from that, right? And so again, my advice um, to our listeners as you're talking about or thinking about or learning about how to navigate conflicts within your inner circle and folks that you're building with, right, is operate with respect, operate with transparency, right? Be clear about your expectations early mm-hmm. on and then always do touch bases, consistently communicate, um, and also be humble enough to realize that you can't do it alone. One part is not greater than the sum of the whole. period um and if you do that i think you'll be in great shape um and i i can say that wholeheartedly because uh again i I failed to do that we failed to do that um with ufo empire and i truly believe that creatively you know in terms of what we brought to the table and what existed within the wheelhouse of just the three of us like we didn't need like literally unlike other artists like we didn't need anything else we didn't need other folks we could take care of everything in-house from again graphics and design and all all this other stuff we had literally every advantage that you could potentially have and this is where it comes back to how resources is not just it right we had every advantage you potentially have but we had the disadvantage of um, communication lack of communication lack of respect lack of transparency lack of communication Right. And so it doesn't matter uh, what 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 hand you're dealt like, um, you know, uh, this is the last analogy I'll, I'll use and then we'll put we'll land this plane. Right. But um, anybody that knows me knows that I am a passionate spades player. Right. And it don't matter how many spades you're holding. If you and your partner cannot work in tandem and communicate effectively, Bro, you ain't win- you ain't making books. You feel me? And you can have all the advantages. You got the big Joker, the little Joker. You can. Have, I mean, if y'all play Joker, Joker, Deuce, Deuce, that's how I like to play, right? So you can have the, the two of that. You can have all of that. You can have big Joker, little Joker, Deuce. You have the Ace of Spades, all of that stuff. If you and your partner do not have the type of rapport where you can pick up on one another and the mm-hmm. signals, 
bro, it don't matter what type of advantages you have, you will lose. And so that's the same in business. That's the same in building with your friends, right? You can have all the advantages, but if you guys cannot communicate effectively, if you're not being attuned to one another, man, it don't matter how many spades you hold and you still it ain't gonna happen. You're gonna get set. <laughs> you got to You got to be honest about it, bro. I remember, hey, <laughs> you know, obviously growing up in high school, like you have you have your group of homeboys, and there's some that you're closer to than others, and there's some that like you know those are your partners when you play in spades. spades. And there was this one time. Man, me and Bobby Z, we sat down at the table together. And if you know space, if you don't, there's 13 books to be won. If somehow a team wins all 13 books, Boston, <laughs> the disrespect, <laughs> the disrespect, the first time we sit down together, the other team runs a Boston on us. They win all 13 books. We just looked at each other and like, Nah, like we cool, but like I ain't never playing with you again, bro. Again, bro. Something's <laughs> not right with the chemistry. Yeah. We can't do this. You couldn't get one? You couldn't we get, get one? one. Oh, no. It was horrible, horrible. No, no, no. It's funny that you say that, man, because I was thinking about that the other day, just like, man, I ain't played spades in a while. Like, mm -hmm. I just want to get a good spades game going. It's, mm -hmm. it's been a minute. I don't think you and I have ever played spades together. Mm -mm, no, nah, we never so, played together. Um, so that needs to happen. That needs to happen. But I, I digress. Uh, love spades for our listeners that are with us right now again uh live we just had somebody that just entered the live studio as well welcome 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 if you have any questions again we've been talking about uh continuing the series which we're about to end really with this conversation about your inner circle uh toxic personalities that you should make sure are not in your circle um how do you navigate and remove somebody from your inner circle and this specific live of this conversation was just revolving around what do you do when there's disagreements within your inner circle and, and how do you how do you navigate those things? How do you make decisions to ensure that especially when we're talking about friendships that grow and kind of blossom into a business? How do you handle those things uh, when sometimes the lines can get a little bit blurred? So if you have any questions that you'd like to pose, again, you can jump on live with us and get into the conversation uh, or just post something into the chat. Uh, if you have a conversation that you would like to to pose to us. Uh, or that you would just like us to to discuss. So uh, we'll give you some time to to do that. And while we do, wait to see really quick. I just want to give them a, a little taste. All right, that's it. I can't give him any more. I can't give him any more. I can't give him any more. Well, honestly, I, I have to listen to it again because I'm like, I don't remember all the lyrics. So I got to make sure, you know, family fun, family friendly. Uh, but the, the, the folks out there in, in due time, uh, I just love listening to it and just getting me hyped before we before we do our pods. Because, um, yeah, I mean, again, the pen is sick uh, and, and the lyrics within that particular track, man, and how you lay that down. Um, yeah, it, it just crazy. hits me. It hits me in a particular spot. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. What's was crazy but, is like we uh, before we even started doing this, I had already pinned that track, and that track is called Legacy, and specifically mm -hmm. talking about uh, family and, and and my kids, and and you know what I'm trying to build. And I wrote that after um, you know um, the anniversary of the the passing of my uncle. Mm. Um, my uncle was the. the so I have two two uncles on my on my dad's side. One is two years older than me, and one was the same age as me. 
uh, Darius, and we used to share a bunk bed together when I lived with my uh, my granny, my great grandma, and uh, he passed away. Um, and that has always been just kind of a powerful reminder of the finality of it all and how to make the most of the time that you're given on this earth. And um, I ended up writing a song based off of that called Legacy and um, literally just talking about him. You know, since my uncle died, I always knew tomorrow wasn't promised. Um, it's how it mm-hmm. starts off um, and what that means for my kids. So. True. I'll play it. I'm not the whole thing, but I'll play a verse. I, I, I don't want to, you know, this is your music. So I don't want to disrespect yeah. it. I didn't really ask uh to put it out there so um but it's fire it's fire i love it uh yeah, yeah we that. definitely gotta do something with that um cool. all right cool. y'all questions from the audience where you at i'm gonna give y'all <laughs> you don't have any questions any comments for us come on now one more time <laughs> y'all gonna get the booze for not joining in on a conversation. This is cold brewing convos, and we don't want it to just be a conversation between Devon and myself, even though we love to keep chopping it up and just keep talking. Any other, I'm trying to think there's any other um, situations out in the industry right now The only uh, point of contention, I think, where you see me get my hottest is in that one meeting that we had back in Winter Park, where I kind of blew up on our boy Chris. Do we get a comment? Oh, no. I thought we got a uh, comment. Nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what were you saying? Though? Well, we've been. No, I'll say that what that uh, that one meeting that we had back in Winter Park where I blew up on Chris. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a story for another time. That's a good one, though. That's a, good, that, that's, that's that's a story for another time. That was transparency, though. That was transparency. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was transparency. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was a wealth of transparency, an abundant amount of transparency. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Shout out to, to Chris Devaya, man. That cat, you know, he's always come through talking about Trinity. Um, even through all of that and, and no hard feelings uh, and some some moments that we had that weren't necessarily always the funnest. I mean, that cat still helped out and literally broke prey to that whole uh, warehouse that we had when we started Trinity Fitness. Um, and even recently, bro, it's been two year anniversary. We just passed two years in the crib and we bought our new house, still calling him up. He wasn't even doing the painting business anymore. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm going to show you love. I'm going to come through. I'll help you paint the living room, whatever y'all trying to get done. Like, He's just one of them cats, man, that regardless, you know, he he's just good people like that. So for sure, for sure, for um, sure. I don't know if you ever hear this this podcast, but again, shout out to uh to Chris Del Valle for coming through. All right, legacy leaders, on trade leaders. We hope that this was special for you. Again, just listening to us talk about respect and transparency and how that really needs to be a main focus for relationships, especially when you are in business together. If you are an entrepreneur, maybe you're a solopreneur and you're like, hey, I don't want to deal with all of that, so I'm just gonna go about it by myself. Um which is not a bad thing to do if that's what you choose. Uh, But if you are also an entrepreneur who is looking to have a small team or have a business partner or grow a team, how you communicate is in any, in any space is important really quick. I even had a conversation today from a work perspective, you know, somebody kind of looking for help and advice and without getting into too many details, you know, there's challenges with a particular leader or manager, but the crux gets down to lack of expectations, like you mentioned earlier, a lack of communication. 
um, and communicating, but communicating in ineffective ways. But as I start to consult and ask questions and dig deeper and try to get to some root cause analysis, we're not really communicating with that person. We're not coaching that person. We're not necessarily giving expectations to that person. So it's inevitable, you know, sometimes that you're going to have those type of challenges. So just talk it out, folks. Talk it out. Make sure that you you do so in a respectful manner. It doesn't mean that you can't be passionate in, in how you express yourself, but always, you know, do your best to stay respectful. Uh, continue to talk it out. Be transparent. If you need to go to your corners for a second, that's not a necessarily bad thing. But come back sooner rather than later uh, and talk through it and make sure that you don't allow the positive passions that you have in working together to just allow that love to kind of continue, but but yet there's still underlying issues that were never really resolved. Because, um, you know, the, the chemistry is not going to be there. The results are not ultimately going to, to be there, or at least to the extent that you would like them to be. So, uh, especially again, if you're a business owner, and this is your livelihood or what you're looking you know, to, to be as your livelihood in the future, all of those things are important. So, um, to our legacy leaders out there, again, thank you for rocking with us, for the folks that were there live, hashtag team live, hashtag to our heart heroes, showing the boys love your L3G coaches on this uh, session of Cold Brew and Convos. Um, again, if you have not listened to episode 40 that dropped earlier today, uh, for our folks that are with us live, make sure you peep that out. Uh, when you hear the replay of this particular episode, go back, listen to it, and know that part two with Sunil, with Devon, Trey Deuce and Sunil uh, is going to be coming up uh, as well. And again, check out the visual, the vidcast, which is on YouTube, Legacy and Leadership. Uh, check out last week's live. The video just popped up about a day or so ago. Uh, and we have more videos that will be coming out as well. So uh, like uh, and subscribe to the channel. Like the videos. Leave us comments. Uh, overall, leave the podcast, Legacy and Leadership podcast, a review uh, on Podbeam or whatever major platform you may be hearing this in the future uh, on as well. We always appreciate that. Leave us comments, engage with us. Again, we love the feedback and the conversations. Uh, constructive feedback as well. We always love that. If you have thoughts and opinions on how you think we can get better, let us hear. We don't mind. We got uh, we got tough skin. Uh, so continue to rock with us. Continue to, to communicate with us. We appreciate that very much. Um, and as always, man, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate uh, our conversations. I appreciate uh, obviously, our friendship and, and what we have going. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, very, very excited about what we're building. But more importantly, as well, you know, what what I feel we're going to be able to provide to our community as we continue to build this and, and our entree leaders out there. Um, we're coaches at heart. We're educators at heart. We just want to serve. We want to be able to help people see their passion and their visions become a reality as we give you the X's and O's of business development uh, and entrepreneurship and business startup. So be on the lookout for that. Again, that is coming. But what's most important is just continuing to build this community and giving y'all love, giving you tips, giving you strategies uh, and, and speaking from the heart on what we feel you can do and learning from our lessons on what you probably should do uh, to avoid maybe some mistakes that we've made in the past uh, and continue to improve as uh, as an entree leader in whatever space that you are in today. Uh, so until next time, God bless. Stay encouraged. Stay encouraged, y'all. Rage on that beat, going crazy. You have just listened to the
Legacy and Leadership Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.